Greetings, patriots. This is Perry Green. I appreciate you listening in today. Our lesson is power in the people. During the civil rights movement in the 1960s, I remember hearing the chant, power to the people. The accomplishments of the marches under the leadership of Dr. Martin Luther King and others proved that people have power. In fact, today we're seeing people demonstrate all over the world against mask and vaccine mandates. Those in control seem to fear people who stand up to them. We know that God is the ultimate power of the universe. Whatever he wants, he does. Psalm 135 verse 6 reads, Whatever the Lord pleases, he does in heaven and on earth, in the seas and all the deeps. God can do whatever he wants, but has chosen to work out his will on earth through we the people, not apart from us. He doesn't wave a magic wand to take away the sin of abortion, for instance. He expects us to stand up for the innocent and do the right things to protect life. God, through our founders, has given us life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We cannot have happiness without liberty. We cannot have liberty without life. So if you think about it, there's a God-given, God-ordained power in the people to preserve and respect life to enjoy liberty, and to pursue happiness. When we follow God's directions and embrace His unalienable rights, great things happen. We've seen it in things like the Great Awakenings in America. These came about in desperate times after seasons of prayer. We see it through the providence of God in the American Revolution. Today, I want to consider Joshua 6 and the destruction of Jericho. The Hebrews were poised to enter the land of Canaan. Jericho was a fortified city in their way, and God gave Joshua an unconventional strategy to take the city. Listen to Joshua 6, verses 1 through 5. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside because of the people of Israel. None went out, none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I've given Jericho into your hand with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days." Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark. On the seventh day you shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout, and the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, everyone, straight before him. You probably know the story. When the Israelis did as God directed, he destroyed Jericho. Rahab and her family were the only ones to escape death that day. She believed in the Lord and hid the spies who had come to investigate the land. Their treasures were taken to the Lord's treasury, except for Achan's theft, which is another story. The rest of the city was razed to the ground. A curse was placed on the ruins for anyone who tried to build on the city's foundations. My point is simply this. God puts power into the hands of people who decide to follow him. He empowers them, especially when they are unorthodox and out of the box, as he had directed the Hebrews. You see, when he leads in unusual ways, he gets the glory, because it becomes obvious that he is the power behind the victory. Today, we're facing what some would say is the most ungodly time in American history. Just like the fall of other nations, America is on the precipice. Sin is rampant. You name the category, and it's being done openly. Good is being called evil. Evil is being called good, just like Isaiah 5, verse 20 states. I don't agree with Joe Biden on very much, yet during the presidential campaign, he stated that we're in a battle for the soul of America. He was right, and it's getting more obvious every day. We have the power to restore the soul of America with a biblical worldview. 
That power comes from the presence and leadership of the living God who operates in and through the people who submit to his will. So what do we do? Very simply, we get on board with God. We commit to following Jesus even and especially when it is out of the box. This is much like the conversation Jesus had with Peter in Luke chapter 5, verses 4 through 10. Listen to these verses. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep, let your nets down for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing, but at your word I will let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish, and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners on the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. When Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. This was an out-of-the-box experience for Peter and the others. Obviously, Jesus provided the miraculous catch, but the fishermen had to do their jobs. The same is true for us. Life is not a movie where we sit back and watch. Life is a contact sport, an in-person activity. God promises to work, but we have to be conduits through whom he works. Are you in? As we close, I want to encourage you to keep the light of our true power burning.